Welcome to another episode of Life After the Fire. My name is Chris Phelps. I'm your host. We are the preeminent podcast for all things related to having a, a great life after the fire service. I'm joined today by a good friend of mine, Mr. Jim Walsh. Welcome, Jim. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. <laughs> so uh, little known fact, uh, Jim is, is largely responsible for, for us being here today. Uh, we'll go into, to Jim's story, but, uh, but you know, years, a couple of years ago, we were sitting down, uh, catching up and, uh, over some tequila and tacos and, uh, and this crazy idea of, uh, you know, putting out a, a podcast to uh to pour into the the next generation and future generations of the fire service so all right jim so tell us a little bit about uh about what uh what we're what we're here for and and uh and why do you think uh we we want you on the podcast today <laughs> i've been wondering the same thing myself <laughs> no um so yeah so uh, you know jim walsh i i had a a 20 year career at winter park um Winter Park Fire Department, I was, uh, I had a great career. I, I had a lot of involvement uh, in the fire service and outside of just Winter Park. And I'm sure we'll talk about some of that stuff in a, in yep. a bit, but uh, I just. Founder I of, of uh, founder of what? VentEnterSearch.com. Yes. VentEnterSearch.com. And that was, that was actually a really, a really cool thing. And, and I think about Chris, it, I think it was, when it was, I think it was 2004 when it started to put it in perspective. Wow. Okay. Um, so it was, I ran the, I ran the website for, I think like 14 years or so. And, uh, then I was actually, I, I was transitioning away from it because I was hoping to be the next fire chief and I couldn't have a business relationship with somebody in the fire department. Um, and gotcha. again, with all of that, I'll probably get into it, but, um, but vendor search was, so like this was this was before Facebook was really a thing. Uh -huh. This I remember Twitter was just starting off, and uh, this was the there was no social media platforms for us to to utilize and stuff at that time. Um, but it was just a way to uh, share a love for the fire service, which you know you know I have, and I've always wanted to uh, pour into the fire service a little bit more, and I was. <laughs> I was very opinionated on truck company functions specifically. <laughs> and so I created my own platform to, to stout, you know, just to, to yell sure. from. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it actually, it kind of took off. There were, there were a couple people involved when we first started an idea. We were just teaching at the local fire Academy and some other people, we were just starting it off and, and they just wanted to, we, we, the problem was we were the first day we had this truck company operations class. Uh, it almost took us the four of us that were teaching the class. It took us about till lunch just to do our introductions <laughs> because all we were talking about was ladder truck operations and, and our opinions about ladder truck operations and, and how 
the fire service in the area, the Central Florida Fire Service was missing the mark at that time. This was a while ago. Many departments were missing the mark anyway. And so we just wanted to uh, to create a way to to start sharing this knowledge for the students. And within like the first month, it ended up going that people were from outside the area that not that we that were not in the class, but just outside the area, I was seeing a lot of traffic from South Florida. I was seeing a lot of traffic from North Florida. And I'm like, how do they even find out about this? Right. Well, the fire service, you know, there's, there's no secrets and people Telephone, started telegraph, telefirefighter. Yeah. And it, and it was, it just, and it, so it just blew up and mm -hmm. uh, it was, it was a really, it was a fun experience. And the really cool thing was, is it, it, Besides just having the website and a, and a place to share the passion of of it, it actually I learned a lot. Everybody else was able to learn a lot and to share ideas and that kind of thing. And then the really cool thing was it gave me the opportunity to go out and teach on the road as well. So I was teaching in person, uh, le lecture based right. at first, and then eventually ended up doing some hands on training. And the fire service just totally welcomed it. And it was, it was an awesome, awesome experience. And uh, I'm really glad that I did it. So yeah, yeah it was, uh, it went on for a long time. It's definitely a sure. claim, one of your many, I'll say this, one of your many claim to fames, but, uh, <laughs> but from, from what I recall of, of the website, it, you know, it became like a forum for, uh, for, for input and conversation back and forth, tips, tricks, um, you know, techniques, different ways of doing things, different tools that people carried in their, you know, in their bunker pants and, yeah. and, uh, you know, so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of great information in a, in a medium that hadn't really been utilized in the past. So, uh, you know, you're kind of a, a pioneer, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, uh, you know, I had the, uh, I had the pleasure to be kind of one of the first ones to do it. And, and I definitely messed it up along many times along the way, but uh, we, we started to figure it out. And, and again, we had some fun and shared some knowledge and, and that was, that was the best part. Yeah. And to your point, there were, you know, there were tips from all over and it made, it made me a better firefighter and it allowed other people to become better firefighters. And, and it was set up. So if you, if you wanted to read this article or get something to, from it, you can, but you didn't have to. And, and, you know, and it was just, it was, it was a fun, fun experience, but I was, I was definitely glad to do it. Yeah. So shortly after the the website came out is when you and I uh, got introduced together, we were working in neighboring departments and right. we both had a, a role uh, or responsibility for providing training to our, to our members. And, and I know that we, you know, we collaborated on, uh, as much as we could at the time. Sure. And, uh, and I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember one, one of our uh, famous lunch meetings, another one of our lunch meetings where, you know, always, they're just, we were always just kicking around ideas and, and, uh, and, and I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but, um, our, our department that I was with at the time, uh, the whole concept of vent enter search was uh was kind of taboo and sure. uh and uh and i think i came up with the the tagline for you to to you i don't know if you ever used it in a class but the the tagline was uh, v e v e s is not a four-letter word <laughs> so i did use that <laughs> yeah, <awesome>. for many <laughs> years <laughs> and um 
that was actually a class title that I ended up using nice. along the way uh, because a little credit for that. because as you were saying, there were there were so many departments that and this was, you know, there were many departments at the time. You know, I, I wasn't I didn't come up with the name vendor search or anything like right. that. I just capitalized it on it and, yeah. and you know, made got the domain. Yeah. And I also ended up <laughs> real quick side story. One year at FDIC, there was a conversation about it. This was when the idea of vent enter isolate and search came out. Uh-huh. And people were like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that website domain. And I'm like, right there on my phone, oh. I bought the domain and <laughs> and and actually sent it right to vent to vent inner search. Yeah. So to this, I hope to this day, I don't know if this is the case, but um hopefully Eric is still doing this. But if you type in vent inner isolate search.com, uh-huh. still it coming. goes straight to vent inner search.com. So nice. nice work. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because cool. a, a lot of departments were um it was again, it was the idea of that was kind of uh for a lot of departments, it was ahead of their time. Yeah. And it's not that, you know, again, not that we came up with it or, or I came up with it or anything, but I just broke it down and started sharing it in a way that made it more accessible, more achievable for a lot of other departments. Sure. And uh, that's kind of what the website ended up doing. So it was just, it was a lot of, a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I mean, anytime new concepts come along in the fire service, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's always an uphill battle. And, and you know, what, the, what do they say about the fire service work? 200 years of tradition unimpeded by progress. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's, uh, <laughs> or it's the other way around, right? It's 200 years of progress unimpeded by tradition or. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and it, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the things I loved about the fire service. And uh-huh. it was one of the things that challenged me throughout my career because, yeah. you know, I always wanted things done perfect. I wanted it done perfect. And I wanted it done yesterday. Right. And as you know, throughout your many roles in the fire service, uh-huh. two things you don't get in the fire service is perfect and yesterday. Yeah. And so it's, um, and I, and I, and, and I used to feel the same way. And, and, uh, and my, my, so that was my traditional thinking. And now my, my contemporary thought process and, and the reason that we you know started this so quickly or fast track this thing once, you know, once I said, all right, we're doing it yeah. is, uh, it's, um, you know, anything, anything worth doing is worth doing badly to just get started, you know? So, right. So that's why we're, yeah. uh, that's why we're here. So, um, so cool. So that's a little, you know, a little bit about, uh, our, our history of working together, uh, a little yeah. bit about, you know, the things that you have done, um, you know, with, with vent and search and, and, you know, you already know, you know, some of the reasons I admire you so much is, is because you know not only did you have a love for the job, you were a student of the job, and not only were you a student of the job, but like you said, you you took that uh, all those those hours of research and and testing and planning, and you know you you took all that and you you know you didn't just keep it to yourself. You you went and poured into you know the the next generation of firefighters, and uh, yeah, you know that's why I've always admired you. Um, now you you touched on it uh, at at the start that uh, you know that your career kind of was cut short. Yes. So take us take us through. I know it's probably you know tough to to talk about sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, but you know take take us through you know what happened there. Right. So um, so I'll, I'll cut. Well, all right. So. 
I was in, in my 19th year at the fire department. I was being groomed to be the next fire chief. I was um, the fire chief. I was the number three chief and the number one and the number two chief were both in the drop. And um, we had had that, we had had a seven year long drop. So we knew that when it was going to happen and everything, we, it was, it was set up. And uh, I was, I was, I was in a pretty good spot for that opportunity. And your department was and, real big on succession planning from what I re remember. Yes. Uh, yes. And so, so you were, you were being, and it wasn't a secret, you know, you were being groomed to be the, the next guy you're, yeah. you're and they were, and they were shining to, up five bugles for you. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about, but uh, yeah. And uh, it's not yeah, all it's so cracked up I to was, be uh, speaking from somebody who's been there. It's not all it's cracked up to be, but uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at this point, I'm glad it didn't happen, but not because of the way it happened. That's for sure. But so, yeah, so I was, um, so I was in a, I was in a fire department staff meeting and um, I started to get a really big headache and me getting a headache in a staff meeting was not un uncommon because I was constantly smashing my head against different obstacles, if you will, uh -huh. not literally, but, you know, figuratively uh, throughout my career. And, and yeah. so, you know, I started getting this headache and I realized that it was, it was a very bad headache uh -huh. and it was, I can't remember exactly how quick this was happening, but um, I realized um, that it was, it was so bad that I was going to need to get checked out after the meeting. And for a firefighter, you know, this as yeah. one of us to, to come to the, to the conclusion that we're going to have to get checked out, yeah, you know, and actually go to the doctor, go to the hospital. Yeah. But again, I, I didn't realize that it was that bad at the, at that moment. And again, uh, I, I, for, I can't remember exactly how long this was. I think this was seconds, not minutes or hours. I think it was seconds, but then all of a sudden I realized, no, I need help. I need help right now. Yeah. And cause I realized I was slumping over in my chair and, um, and when I tried to call for help and you know, just, I was in this meeting, but nobody was looking at me cause you know, somebody else was up there talking and I was just a, a participant in the meeting. And when I tried to uh, ask for help, um, it was just garbled. Nothing came out. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I was slumped over at this point. So I knew what was happening. I didn't want to admit what was happening, but I knew what was happening and when I finally was just very garbled and, and asking for help, people were trying to figure out what was happening. And people at first thought that I was just joking around. Yeah. And people at first thought when the crews ended up coming up later, they thought that it was like a scenario because uh -huh. they just thought it was, it was me coming up with some training, crazy training idea. You know, right. I've been known for do those kind of things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but uh, very quickly, you know, they they laid me down on the floor and they realized very quickly what was going on. I had total, you know, right side paralysis at that point, um, face droop, everything. It was it was classic, classic stroke stuff. And it was a hemorrhagic and so stroke. They, what's that? And it was a hemorrhagic stroke, no less, right? It was it? Yeah, it was a hemorrhagic stroke. So that, uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get to that part in a second. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I remember getting loaded up in the ambulance and, uh, and getting en route to the hospital and a couple of things that are, I was very, very fortunate about the whole thing, Chris, I've been so fortunate with the whole thing. Um, but what happened was, is 
with within me trying to ask for help, they ended up calling it on the radio to, to get the crews coming and stuff like that. Um, from that point, and I was upstairs in the, in the conference room. Yeah. Uh, from that point, I'm down in the rescue, loaded up in eight minutes. And then four minutes from that time, four minutes from Winter Park to Florida South at the time. Uh And uh, I don't know how that happened. And, you know, they called me in as a stroke. Practically being teleported. What's that? Practically being teleported. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, And uh, I can tell you this, Chris, to, to hear yourself getting called in as a stroke alert. That'll mess you up, man. I mean, I knew, and I knew, I knew it was happening and, and, you know, I was never a good paramedic. We could, we could talk about that all day long, but but I I knew at least what was happening. And, uh, when you, when you hear yourself being called in as a stroke alert in an ambulance that you bought, I was part (laughs) of the, you know, I Uh I spec that ambulance out and everything and help, help. I, you know, worked on that project and everything. Um, it was, it was just, it was crazy. It was crazy to hear, yeah. but again, it was, um, they, so they, they stopped us in the ER just to, to make sure. And they got me right up to scan and they ended up finding a, a, a pretty significant hemorrhagic stroke. And so I ended up going t- straight to surgery. And so from the time I tried to say help uh-huh. to the time I was in surgery was less than an hour. Wow. And so, um, that, Almost, I mean, that's the ideal situation. Well, the ideal situation is don't have a stroke. Sure. Let's, let's start with that one. Yeah. But um, if you're going to have a stroke, it be, it be being witnessed and being in front of a bunch of paramedics and being at the hospital that quick. That's how that's how I survived it. But so it was. They realized it was a hemorrhagic stroke, and so they they got me prepped for the emergency uh, for the uh, the OR. And they removed a big part of my skull. I can still feel the the, the divot where it was. Uh-huh. And uh, they uh, they removed part of my skull and they kept, uh, they left my skull off for a couple of months. Wow. And then I actually had to go back to the hospital to get my my skull put back in. They and so shelf, uh, saved it for you. What's that? They saved it for you. Yeah. So they actually, what it, what they did was they, uh, they put it in a bone freezer. Oh, wow. And, uh, when I got prepped to go, when I went to go back to get it put in the doctor goes, okay, I just saw your bone flap. It's everything's still good. It's, it's viable. So we're going to do the surgery the right way and everything. I'm, okay, fine. And he goes, so do you have any questions? I go, yeah, doc. Um, the guys, at the fire department were telling me that they all signed it like a cast before. <laughs> I... <laughs> and the doctor, <laughs> The doctor didn't understand fire department humor. Yeah. So he's like, he didn't know what to, and then he's like, I'm like, doc, I'm, I'm just joking. You know? Yeah. 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 Imagine yeah. that fireman trying, I, I don't, to, uh, trying to make light of a bad situation. Yeah. Trying <laughs> to make like a very bad situation, but uh, the recovery has been, so this was over five years ago. This is like five and a half years ago at this point, which is just crazy for me to think about. Um, the recovery got, has gone remarkably well, but painfully slow. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, the doctor, the guy that cut me open that day, uh, never thought, well, he wasn't sure that I would survive because of the, what he took out of my head. It was the size of an orange. I don't know if I said that part before. Wow. And, um, 
And, and right where it was, was right in the nerve center of the brain, uh, uh, the motor center of the brain, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I have some difficulty in speech. I don't, I, you know, my word choices aren't there and cognitively there's some difficulties and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of stroke survivors can't speak at all or, or mumbled speech, yeah. whatever. And that's when we knew that I would be fine. When we realized that I could still talk, mm-hmm. like Jim will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he might walk with a limp and everything. And and the, the surgeon, and I think this, I, I may have missed this part, but the surgeon never thought I'd walk again. Wow. And so when I walked into his, or well, I, was in a wheelchair for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I um, uh, went in one time with a cane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said something like, Oh, when I come off the cane for therapy, and he goes, he goes, hang on, he goes, I never thought you'd walk again. I go, Oh, thanks for not telling me that earlier, doc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, I'm rambling at this. No, point, that, but yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a crazy story. It is a crazy story. And, you know, and, and yeah, I, watching you over the years and and you know and being a uh, an outside looking in on your recovery is it's 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 unbelievable man i mean you know just from when we you know we got back together got you know reconnected when i you know moved back to central florida in 2018 so i guess you had the stroke in what 20 15, 16, 17, 17, August, so, August 9th to 17. So when we could reconnected in 2018. Um, you know, you were, you were wow. walking with the cane. Um, your, 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 your speech was definitely still impacted. Um, but now seeing you is like night and day. Wow. So, you know, I, um, you know, you, you may not notice it because it's, you know, what do they say? You know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to see the picture when you're inside the frame, you know, but you know, looking from the outside, seeing your, your recovery, I I think you're doing great, man. So. Uh, Thanks brother. It's, that uh, that means a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely not something I recommend to a lot of people, (laughs) but, uh, well, so, so, you know, one of the premises behind this whole thing was about, you know, careers that have been cut short, you know, and, Yes. You know, like we said, or, or, you know, I've said in the past, like, you know, I feel like my career was, was kind of cut short. Um, no, you know, nowhere near like this. Um, now what is, you know, obviously there's, you know, there's, you know, you can, you can focus on the, the, the cons or the, the, the negative impacts or the negative effects of, of a situation. Um, you know, I'm sure we could talk about that all day, but yeah, what are, what are some of the, the things that you are now, uh, thankful for, or that you have an appreciation for, uh, now that you're, you're on the other side, you're on the, you're, you're, you're living a a life after the fire service. What are, what are some of those things that, that you have an appreciation or better appreciation for? Uh, so many. <laughs> um, so the first is just surviving it. Um, sure. just, you know, um, being able to be here to enjoy retirement and being here to enjoy my family and, and everything else. That's, that's been, that's the most important thing. Um, and I was so focused on my career and I was so focused on 
becoming the next fire chief and so focused on making a name for myself in the fire service and all these different things. Uh, I was, I was always a family guy and I loved my family, but I, I wasn't taking care of myself the way that I should. And I definitely um, could have made some better choices. So the thing that I'm the most thankful for is my family because they, I remember, and Chris, this, this part is just, is just crazy to even think about, but right when I was getting called as a stroke alert, um, I remember very specifically thinking, how are my wife and kids going to find out? And what are they going to think? Like, what's, what, what are they going to, what is their, um, take, like, how are they going to, how are they going to learn about this and what's going to happen for them? And so, um, I think I lost the total train of the the, the question here, but, <laughs> but that's exactly what it was all about. It was thinking about them and, and everything else. That's what, yeah. that's what got me through to this point and will continue to get me through. Yeah. Well, what I, was the question? Man? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, no, well, I mean, it was, it was about, you know, what are some of the things that you, uh, you know, have grown to appreciate now, yeah. uh, you know, in, in your life after the fire service and, you know, and from what I've, um, remember of our, you know, past conversations, um, you know, something as simple as, you know, being able to take your kids to school and take them home from school and how that, you know, had much more meaning and, 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 you know, impact in your, your life than it ever had before. It, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, th th that's a good, yeah. Because I remember, you know, I was so focused on getting them to school, like even because at that at that point, even when they were in daycare and stuff like that, I was so focused on getting them to daycare so I could get to work right. because I had to, I had to get to work and people were relying on me on work. That was yeah. listen to what I just said, Chris. People were relying at me on, for people were relying on me at work. Yeah, but you know what? I was forgetting mm -hmm. that those two beautiful children, my beautiful wife, were yeah relying on me all the time. And I almost allow, I almost missed that opportunity in life, you know? So yeah, yeah. but just, yeah, yeah the, the, even just walking them to school, um, cause that was a big part of my therapy and I, yeah. and I, it was so important for me and it was so important for my kids to see me trying and, and working hard and all of that. And I just recently saw somebody at a, at a, a social gathering and they said, Oh, I, I've watched your recovery over the last couple of years. And, and they actually, they t shared with me that they were, um, they're a, a, a physical therapist uh -huh. and they're like, they couldn't believe my progress over the years. And it's yeah. like, wow, that's just, and it was just people that were driving their kids to school. Yeah. They kept seeing me every day, walk, walk, walk with my kids. And that's, uh, that's just, that's the most important thing, man. Yeah. That's, that's it. Well, I, and, uh, I've always, I feel like I've always kind of challenged you. Um, and I, and I, and I want to challenge you to, you know, to, to, to realize that you still have a gift, you know, aside from the gift of, of survival, uh, from this thing, you still have a gift. You still have a ton of knowledge. You still have plenty that you can pour into today's fire service and to the next generation fire service. And I, and I want, I want to challenge you to, to, uh, to find a way as I know you will find a way to, <laughs> to, uh, to achieve that. 
Well, I appreciate that, man. It's uh our service was so great to me um throughout my entire career and and I I love giving back to the fire service in any way that I can because it was just it was awesome. I mean, and and when when my family was in the the deepest need of our lives, everybody was there for me in tremendous ways and it was awesome. And I'm so fortunate about that and uh you know as we've shared before, sometimes I'm a little cautious about overcommitting myself these days. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yes, I'm. Well, you got your priorities sure. straightened. You figured. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Because, and that's the other thing is, and that, you know, you, again, you, you know, my personality enough to know that sometimes I, when I go all in for something, I go all in and, and I, I'm cautious about that sometimes. Sure. I'm trying to be cautious. Sure. It doesn't work out so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, um, one of the things that, that struck me that you'd said one of the last times, well, no, like four or five years ago, one of the things that struck me that you said was, um, was about, you know, maintaining a connection to the fire service and that, and that, and that you felt that or you, you didn't feel as welcome, you know, not that you were unwelcome, but that you didn't feel as welcome, you know, stopping by the firehouse and, yes. and seeing the guys, you know, having coffee, just shooting the poop, whatever. Do you still feel that way? <laughs> um, <clears throat> Cause I, I, you shouldn't obviously. Right. Well, you I appreciate that. Um, and, uh, and I would challenge, uh, uh, you know, anybody listening to this from, from central Florida, uh, you know, if they hear that, I mean, your, your phone's going to be ringing off the hook. I just, I know, you know you're be, but you know, it, it got me thinking, um, cause that, you know, now I'm, now I'm down here in South Florida and, uh, my old department, they, they do like a retiree, uh, breakfast once a month, uh, right. standing, you know, date time, whatever, standing place, whatever. But it, you know, it got me thinking about, you know, all of the people, all of the contacts in my phone of people that I haven't reached out to in, in, you know, in who knows how long. Right. So, so I'm going to throw this concept out there. Uh, you know, they talk about having a, a bro check, you know, a, a brother yeah. check in. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a concept out there on on how to do this, and and for okay. our listeners, you know, if you guys are looking at listening to this, uh, you know, you you know, you go into your phone, and you see all these contacts you have in your phone, and 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 you know, it's probably been a long time since you've you've had a, a purge, whatever, go through your phone and and get rid of some contacts that you know aren't aren't relevant to you anymore, whatever. But go in, go into your phone, all right, and this is gonna give you a way. I'm going to give you a way to reconnect with people that are in your phone uh, and, and do that, that bro check uh, quarterly. So uh, you pick whatever day of the week. Uh, for me, it's going to be Wednesdays. So on, on Wednesday, I'm going to start this next week. Uh, on, on that Wednesday, I'm going to go into my phone and everybody whose last name starts with an A or a B. I'm calling those people. I don't know. I don't even know how many people that is, but I'm calling those right. people that I've got in my phone or, you know, if they're not relevant anymore, 
you know, I'm, I'm purging them. Um, I'm calling those people to do that quarterly bro check-in. And, and that's what it turns out to be. If you do right. two letters a week, so A and B this week, um, C and D next week, and, and so on and so forth, all the way to Z, you will, you will connect you will connect with everybody in your, in your phone, at least quarterly and do that brother check-in, you know, because nobody should ever feel less than a hundred percent welcome, uh, you know, in your, in your life still, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that, that is important. And I, I can tell you that there's, um, there's, there's one particular retiree he ended up retiring just after a little bit after me, um, Gary Mitchell, just a super solid guy. And he, uh, he's always just made it a point to call me and, and set things up and, and, you know, just go out for, and, and I still obviously keep in touch with so many people yeah. because my, you know, and, and that, but, but Gary, you know, he'll, he'll set things up and we'll, he's like, Oh, you know, let's just meet, go meet for a couple of beers or whatever. And then he'll end up, putting it out there for a bunch of other people and 20 people will show up. And I'm like, I thought it was just you and I, and it was uh-huh. just like, but it's, and, and so it's, it's awesome because those connections are still there, but I like that. I like your, your idea about making it so intentional yeah. because I, every time I, we have those things or I'll see something from, you know, whatever, one of the, one of the people that I used to work with. And I'm like, man, I haven't heard from them in a long time. I haven't you know, had that, that personal connection or that phone call. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the many benefits about being retired is being able to, um, spend a little more time reaching out to people and stuff like that, because it's, it's important, man. Yeah. Because once that, you know, talk about life after the fire, um, you know, the, your time in the fire service, man, but your that fire inside is still there. And yeah. sometimes you just need that, that can, that bro connection, you need that connection uh-huh. with, with somebody from the fire service to brother or sister, you know, I got to throw yeah, that out oh, there. Absolutely. For, absolutely. Of course. I didn't for, mean it like that. For Victoria, yeah, Victoria Devereaux. I got to throw that out there for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, she's doing great there. She's a Lieutenant and she's just saw her recently at, at an event. So unfortunately, and this is, this is one thing I will say is unfortunately the, um, where we're seeing a lot of other retirees and stuff like that is, is that, is that funerals or memorial services. And that, that part needs to stop. Because, you know, there's people that we've lost already this this early on in our retirements. And it's like, wait a second, I didn't get a chance to tell them how much they meant to me or, or it had been a while since I shared, you know, yeah. fun stories with them or whatever. And it's like, wow, that's, we shouldn't, we sh- it shouldn't be like that. It doesn't, yeah. it, it doesn't need to be like that. And it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. So you're, I, I like the intentionality of what you're talking about. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you make it a, uh, you know, a habit, uh, you know, you'll, you'll get to have those, those conversations and, you know, and, and catch up with people. Um, right. I, I, funny, you know, I, I learned that concept from a, from a business coach as a, as a way to reconnect with, with past clients. But, you know, it, it hit me recently hearing about that again. It, it just hit me like, why don't, why don't I do that with, you know, old friends yeah. and coworkers and stuff. And, you know, so I was like, yeah, you know. I just recently was doing a, a station to station tour visit. Uh, my son is in boy Scouts and we were at a fire station. And so I was, I was totally like 
staying back wasn't you know wasn't sitting saying do you know who i was kind of thing or whatever it was nothing <laughs> nothing like that at all uh-huh. and a bunch of bunch bunch of young people that i didn't know whatever uh i did re- recognize one of the lieutenants but i couldn't remember where or how yeah and uh finally the, the lieutenant came up and he goes did didn't you teach my rope class i'm like oh uh-huh. yeah you know so we talked about things and then um he was sharing a little bit about my background too with some of the other you know, active firefighters there. Yeah. And and one of the youngest firefighters looked at me and goes, you need to start coming for coffee. And this is from a different agency, Chris, somebody yeah. that I've never worked with, never, you know, he goes, he goes, why don't you come stop at this firehouse and have some coffee with us from time to time? We'd love to just chat. We would love to just yeah. talk fire. We would love to just have you here. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's, that's a part that they don't tell you about retirement when you retire, that, that, that can still be there. Yeah. And you feel, un- unfortunately you feel sometimes that that goes away when you leave, mm-hmm. but it, it really that's doesn't. all in your head. You know? All in your head. It, it is. It is all in your head. You're right. It's and that's, head. I, that's I, I do shame, it. I do it here like all that. the time. I mean, I've, I've been gone from the, the apartment down here for 20, it'll be 23 years. This, this, uh, May or whatever. And, wow. uh, and, you know, and I stop by the stations, you know, occasionally always seems like the same guy or, you know, a couple of guys are on, on duty, but, um, you know, it's like a hundred and something, 150 man department. And, yeah. uh, and, and I probably know maybe only like a dozen, half dozen wow. at the most. Yeah. And, uh, and they still, they all, you know, they still all welcome me with open arms and, and, uh, or they're, you know, they're being nice. They haven't kicked me out yet. So. I'm gonna keep doing it until they do kick me out, but, um, you know, good stuff. So, man, I, I know we've, we've touched on a, a, a ton of stuff. Um, yeah, I usually like to keep these to about 30 minutes. I think we're a little bit over, but, uh, but no, it's you totally didn't cool. That part. <laughs> I know, it's totally cool. I mean, we got a lot of, you and I have a ton of stuff to unpack and this is obviously not going to be the, the only time that, that, that you and I are going to connect, but, um, but I, I, you know, I always want to, uh, you know, end this, uh, end these with a, with a call to action. And I, I think I've already kind of mentioned it, but my, yes. my call to action to, to you guys out there is, you know, is yeah, go through your, go through your phone and set that weekly schedule and, you know, reconnect with people that you haven't connected with in a long time. And, uh, and, you know, and, and if it's, you know, some retirees, some old washed up guys like Jim and I, Hey, invite us over to coffee, man. There is, you have no idea how, how you know huge that would be. Uh, you know, a little stroke of the, I don't know. It's not necessarily a stroke of the ego, but it's just a, you know, just a, you know, to know that, uh, you know, Hey man, you are welcome here. Come on, come have some coffee. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it's it's so it's so important for the retirees, and I think it's also important that the young young firefighters and even even everybody else, but the young firefighters need to need to see that as well. They need to see, you know, they'll they'll hear the stories about that those people. Yeah, throughout their career, good, the they bad, and the ugly. Yeah, <laughs> so that's awesome. Well. You know, uh, and and to our listeners, if if you like what you're you're hearing, uh, you know, like, follow, and share. Um, you can reach us at info at latfpodcast.com, info at latfpodcast.com. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Jim. Thank you.